Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health, but it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but... More often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nick. Um, I'm waving, but you can't see me. Uh, <laughs> and this is Woogie. How's it going, people? I hope we're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Woogie's with us. And today, um, our guest is Jag Singh. And someone... Hi, Jag. Sorry, let's say hello, hello to mate. You. How are you? Hi, Nick. How are you going? Hi, Warren. How are you going? You all right? Thanks for this. Very well, mate. So I've actually been looking forward to doing this for quite some time, catching up with you. Uh, just basically because um, for those who, well, no one will know, Jag and I have kids in the same school. And um, every and we've never really talked, but uh, like we'd be rushing to take the kids to school and then get off to work. And every morning I'd walk past you and you'd say hello. It'd be, all right, mate? Right, or, or smile, <laughs> yeah. and do you know, and like that really was lovely. What a lovely way to start a day with a stranger saying, "All right," you know, mm. it just don't happen. So, it, it, so I just thought, well, it's going to be really nice, you know. There's no doubt about <laughs> the that. Thing is, Nick, it, the thing is, Nick, in life, uh, we'll find our own personal battles. Okay, and sometimes we're near someone, we don't know what kind of what they're going through in life. And mm. to me, it's always been a, a a kind of good gesture, just to if no one's smiling at you, smile at them. You know, although you always smiled back as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's it doesn't cost anything, and it makes oh. that person's day. It's such a simple thing in life. Mm, it really is, mate, and it's it's interesting as well. Like, I've I've been spending a lot of time with some new friends of late, and uh, something they always seem to do is compliment people, and and I've not experienced that a lot lately. Like, I just it, like rat strangers. Like, we were out together, my friends sort of gone. Your dress is really lovely, and like you know, and and, and the, the person going, oh, I'm really so, oh, yeah, you know, and just that gent like actual just niceness and kindness, and like that's not expected by people today. It's just it's amazing how important it is, isn't it? Like, you can see the joy and, in faces, really can. And, and on that, Warren, I mean, I speak, I speak to a lot of people who have people uh, close people who pass away, and you know, going through a lot yeah. of a bad time. And, and one of the questions I ask them is that you know, if you could t- make time go back. What would be one of the things you'd do to that person? And you're right, yeah. Warren. They say compliment more. Compliment, they go, yeah. we wish we could go back and say, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, my wife around the house, my children, whatever small things they do, it's always yeah. thanks, cheers, thanks. And then yeah. I think they get sick of it sometimes, but I, I'm yeah. showing like, gratitude. I'm showing thank you. And it doesn't take Important. much. It's just a word. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't. You're right. 100%. So, Jack, uh, you're an author, a presenter, a motivational speaker. Uh, a motivator. Um, 
Did I miss anything? <laughs> Apart from just being generally really lovely. Yeah, uh, humans, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty amazing, if you ask me. Uh, so I re- yeah, I think it is amazing. Um, and I haven't read your book, uh, but uh, I did. I, I saw the cover of it, and it's, it's it got you as a kid on it. That's it, mate. That's me and my brother. Me and my brother, uh, Bob. Real name, Charanju, but yeah, it's got me and my brother on it. And that's an actual picture from the time that, you know, we were going through the tough times that we were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, should we get started on talking about that then? Because then it kind of takes us on a journey to where you are now. Yeah, yeah uh... of course. Of course, of course. Uh, Nick, when I was young, uh, when I was about uh, in 1978, India in the 70s, uh, 1978, I was about eight years old, which is the cover of the book. Um which I am eight on the cover of the book. And it was like a tough time. Uh, we were the only Asian uh, family in the whole area of Canning Town. There were no Chinese, no blacks, no nothing. And it was just us and we were growing Sikh. So also I had, I had a bobble on my head and everything. And no one recognised mm. the religion of Sikhism, let alone uh, someone with a different colour skin. So the, the first page of my book is wrong time, wrong place, you know, and, and we were the wrong time, the wrong place, you know, we were the first generation, mum coming in 1945, so we were like, you know, the second generation, our parents couldn't really help us much, so we went, we, we entered a world where we had racist teachers in school, uh, we had skinheads smashing our windows, we were bullied every day at school, and there was no hope, there was no hope, and, and you know, the book talks about what I went through, and, and, and it's from the eyes of an eight-year-old, yeah. what he's seen and what's going around and I, I, it was hard to go back in that time and write it down but I'm not going to live forever guys I'm not going to be forever and I wanted to somehow portray to people um the true impact of bullying and the true impact of hate crime yeah. from the eyes of an eight-year-old because because yeah, you know yeah. people don't didn't don't stop and think that you know what we're doing what kind of impact I mean these skinheads that actually smash our windows at that they didn't mm-hmm. care no yeah. but anyway what happened eventually was Nick um, Warren was that my house got petrol bombed. I'm not going to tell you too much, but yeah. house got petrol bombed. And when I was eight years old and I saw my house burn at that age, I made myself a promise. I'm going to do something out there. I don't know what it is. I didn't have a clue what it was. Hmm. I'll do something when I grew up to make this world a better place. Yeah. And that's what I'm um, the motivation, everything that sort of comes up. And out of all that as well, I've got to bring up two, two lovely children. I've got to take care of my yeah. wife. I've got work to do in my daily job. But if people can understand the uh, amazing power of time management, <laughs> all this can be done. All can be done. So it's hard. But all, as, you, as you guys know yourself, with, with this great podcast you do, you have to organise yourself. And, and there's some people out there in this world that are just going to go riding for their life watching Netflix marathons marathons yeah, on their phones on facebook and that and i saw, I saw all this happening and i thought to myself no i need to do something yeah, so yeah. what i did was i joined the nspcc mm-hmm. uh, national society for the uh, prevention of cruelty to children and i worked as a volunteer and i remember when i went to my first ever assembly right <laughs> and, and i saw these kids sitting there right, yeah. i'm thinking that promise I made myself when I was eight years old. Yeah. Today is my chance to live it, how to be yeah. safe, how to take care of each other, stay away from strangers. And, you know, it, it, it just... So the promise that I had when I was eight years old was that, you know, I will, will portray the message out there to people about bullying and hate crime, and hopefully someone out there will change, that one person will change their thinking. I think, you know, indeed, we're all humans, one planet, let's get along. So what a lovely, yeah. what a lovely response to be, to be, even at eight years old, to come up with a positive way instead of an aggressive way as a response. So like, like, so instead of instead of it being a negative response and full of hate, your immediate immediate way, and that, that says a lot about how you must have been brought up from by your parents through love clearly to to immediately go i want to do something good to change it's not do you know what i mean that that alone speaks volumes about how you were brought up to be pretty honest from my perspective yeah, yeah. I, I, well, you're 100 right because my dad always used to say to me when we we're going for these times and he knew it was not only tough at home it was tough at school he knew he knew he did, yeah. and he used to say to us it's going to be hard it's going to be yeah. tough we're going to have to go through these times, but we're going to go through these times so that one day we can make it better for the next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when Equality Acts and Diversity Acts came out, it was like, what? These yeah. things are coming out? 
all yeah. that, it doesn't matter what, what time act comes out, it still takes a lot of time for society to mould into it, so yeah, it's still carried yeah, on yeah. a little bit. But I mean, the fact was there's something there. I, f- I think I think it's, it, it, is, it is interesting, because I grew up, I was born in the 80s, I grew up in uh, East London, really, like I went to school in Oxton, and I, I grew in, and my, my dad is, so we'll see, he was born in 58, my mum was born in the 60s. So he he sort of was brought into a multicultural society. So I was all automatically brought into it. But then when when we left East London and we went to Essex, yeah. it was a little bit like going a little bit back in time. Yeah, if yeah. I'm brutally honest, as a teenager, even and like even being around sort of greys at like eighteen, thinking, hmm, things need to change a little bit here. And I, and I, and I think unfortunately that inherent way of thinking. Um, it comes a lot from a struggle, I think, and a, and a, come, a lot of the unknown, isn't it, with people? Yeah, I mean, people tend to be scared of things they don't know about, and unfortunately, that that goes down to the colour of skin. It goes down to beliefs, religion, all sorts yeah. of things, and it is sexuality, sexuality, yeah, massively. Yeah. Like, and it, and it is all it is all just scaremongering and groups that then again their responses their responses hate, not positive. Let me shake you around and find out about your life. Yeah. Which is actually what the punk movement was about. It was about actually finding out about people and 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 projecting projecting stuff for people. You know, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily for anger. Um, it, it's just yeah, it, it, it's it's very interesting of a time and a place and how even today, post the acts and post things and and acceptance of you know government sexuality racism, like people are, are actually understanding what's going on a bit better now. But it's still, it's, and and it's a constant struggle. I feel, but. Yeah, what you said there, um, uh, there were some, my mum used to be walking down the street, well, exactly what you're saying there, and they were, yeah. it, they were genuinely concerned why individuals used to come over to my mother and say, tell us more about your country. What's yeah. it like up there? What are yeah. you wearing with these? And they were genuinely nice people. They yeah, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. They did yeah. exist. And yeah, they even exist today. But I think we just need a bit more of it, a bit more, yeah. uh, rather than labelling a certain individual or culture with anything. We Celebrate celebration of difference you know and 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 how that affects and again right it's a positive way like how that affects children and how and how you like you know how you how you influence because you are what you're shown right so so how, how that affects your because that affects how you are in society generally and when you meet people like to have a, a positive response to find out about who and why they are you know it's just yeah. uh i find it surprising like how um you know you look at uh I don't want to get into politics much, but uh, how divisive things are made to be. So, you know, like with Brexit, it was very much, you know, immigrants coming in and it's like that suddenly, by doing that, they are continuing the problem, you know, (laughs) by kind of making that an issue again, then the problem is there still. And, And I do think things have got a bit, you know, things with, going a bit backwards again and I, you know like we kind of think in our middle class world and you know like that everything's <laughs> all right but it's really not it's still uh it's kind of these a lot of anger is coming up again and um and yeah it's just like hold on that's a person people like it really is like let's just if we just be nice to each other we can actually all be much happier I mean, guys, when, when I was growing up, one of the questions I asked myself for many years was, why do these people do this to us? Why do they treat us like this? Why do the skin is blah, blah? Why, 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 why? Why does this happen? And I came to the conclusion that nobody is born a racist. Yeah. Nobody is no, born as a hatred towards it. You don't, you're not born with it. It don't happen. And like we touched before. on earlier, it's yeah. the parents, it's the guardians, the people yeah. around them that give them that kind of like, label when you kind of like grow up with it and yeah. that's that and as a society today and and i hope we obviously in certain households still more action needs to be taken but in a society today it's like we tell our children no everyone's the same mm-hmm. doesn't matter what kind of they are they're mm-hmm. human being they've got a heart they cry they sleep yeah. they, they do everything you do they are you that's it. the story yeah. is there's no bigger smaller and that is that is the message that you know. Hopefully, the book will send out to to, to everyone out there. I'm often quite surprised, you know, like uh, when I, I through my work and things, and people will say, "Well, my dad does that," so they just automatically do it. They don't even question it. Like my my dad always puts ketchup on a roast dinner, so I do it. And it's like, <laughs> do you like it though? Well, no, I 
my, my, but my dad does it and it's like we don't need to blindly walk into things you know we uh your parents might have an opinion on something you don't necessarily have to agree with it you don't just blindly follow things like question you know like experiment in the world so how did you so then what happened then then jake that like how did things move on for you like as in you know your life really from that kind of awful, awful thing. Well, to tell you the truth, I, I did what most uh, human beings do uh, as a reaction to something that bad happens to me, is pretend it never happened. Yeah. I try, I try to blank it out of my head. Um, I know people around me who went through that time as well, and some of them are like uh, drug addicts, heroin, yeah. alcoholics. And the real reason why they were going through this depression stage was because they never faced their fear. They never faced the fact that, wait a minute, I went through this and I'm not going to ignore it. And it was obviously affecting them in a way because they didn't open up to yeah. speak to someone or do something about it. What can you do about it? The past is a past. It's gone. But what yeah. can we do about tomorrow, I thought? I thought yeah. myself away. Uh, for many years, I didn't know I was working nine to five, trying to earn a bit of money. I was a big financial consultant in city. Da, da, da. Then one day I just stopped and I thought, Jag, 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 you made yourself a promise. What's happened with it, man? Mm. What's happened? Mm. So then I started, I dwelled into amazing world of motivational book reading. I came across Anthony Robbins and, and you know, these guys made me, and up to this day, I still read my, I've got a motivational book going around the house all the time, because, and my children are the same, they do the same, I encourage everyone out there to grab motivational books, and you don't have to believe everything the book tells you to do, so you need to pick and choose what you want and what works for you, so then I indulged into the world of motivation, and that was it, Nick uh, Warren, that was it, it was like, kaboom, it was like, I wanted to do so much, I, I went, I remember when I first done my, um, uh, We'd done a, a well-being chat, an insurance company, and I'd never spoken in front of a crowd. And I walked in this room, and there's about 500 people there. And I'm thinking, good, but, but I did what most actors and what what most motivational speakers do is I let my passion take over, just like you guys do. Yeah, when you do yeah. your podcast, you just let your passion take over. And yeah. with with what happened to me in the past, I just can you, can you imagine I was just rearing to go, and that message got across. Oh, that totally works. Uh, I never really thought of it in those terms, but um, I've stood up and talked in front of loads of people, and I did through work as well. And um, people were often quite surprised, and I was like, "No, I've got, to, I've got to make myself care about it." So then I, then I can just bash it, and I'm like, "You will hear me." You know, uh, I love, I love doing stuff like that. That's, um, that's a right buzz. My wife, you know, doesn't understand at all. <laughs> Uh, standing up and showing off in front of people. I do that all day long. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's um, the motivational books are, um, it's, I, I find, um, like, if I'm, like, feeling low, which I do get, I quite often, um, I do watch motivational stuff on YouTube. And, I, um, and yeah, you shared some stuff that you've done on there. Um, and I've looked at the Tony Robbins stuff, and I watched doc that documentary on him as well. Yeah. And uh, and I, what interests me is that there's, like, there's common threads through most things. Um mm. So, like, there was bits that he was doing, like, with the ice baths, which was a bit like Wim Hof and, um, you know, like, uh, just, like, the breathing techniques kind of boost yourself up and get yourself ready. And, um, there's yeah, there's real common threads through there. And I think some people would say, oh, that's all bullshit. But for me, I'm like, if there's a common thread going through all of that, then there's something there. Yeah. Uh, there's something going on there that's working. I'll uh, tell you what, Nick, right? When I first ever got my first motivation book, which is in 1991, I was 21 years old, I'm all here home. And one of, one of my relatives came in the house and said, what are you reading that Mungo Jumbo for? He said, they don't need to read none of that. The guy's just trying to make money out of you. Do you know what? I did totally the opposite. I went and bought another four motivation books. And, <laughs> yeah, and sure. there I am, like 20 odd years later, and I'm still doing it. It's the best thing I ever did. You know, yeah. it's the best thing I ever did. So, yeah, you're right there, yeah. Yeah, like it, it does. It does work. I find you have to kind of just do that leap of faith thing, really. Like I've just been, I've just started reading Jimmy Carr's book. My mum got it for my my mum. Knowing that you know I'm mental, she likes to uh, kind of prop me up by get like getting me books that she thinks I'll enjoy. She got me like Darren Brown one, Happiness, and I like there was loads of, in that that I kind of took and that have really helped me. 
and and like reading the Jimmy Carr one, uh, it is it is the most kind of watered down, sanitized version of a self help book, but it's really good. It's yeah. like it, and it's it is really actually quite motivating. I know. Like it really has got me thinking. All oh, right, I could do that, and and you know, like you were saying, um, there's a lot of time in the day. Uh, we do a lot of time in the day doing not a lot. And what I've loved about lockdown is giving me loads of time. Yeah. So, like, I do loads of things. Like, me and Warren are working on like different music projects, do this, and a full time job, and kids, and everything. Yeah. And it's like, it can be done, and you can still have a proper night's sleep. Uh, yeah, it can. It can. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> make it into a routine, work everything into a routine, and then I'll do it. See, like. And get me right, sorry guys, get me right. Also, it's now and again, you after doing all that, you do deserve the right to have a day to chill. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chill out, yeah. just chill out the family, relax, take it easy, because you deserve that chillness as well. It's mm. not seven days a week. Like you said, we can find a time and chilling out and undivided attention with the partner, undivided yeah. attention with the children. I mean, just sit there, just talk to them, or just listen to them, you know? Yeah. And I always feel as if when I do that, I go away and I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. You know? yeah. See, I, I have like my children every other weekend and stuff. And it's like, I always, because I work for myself as well, like there was always a guilt that like, I've always got an email to come that I have to answer. And like, I become known to, like, to work for all hours, you know, because you just yeah. do with freelance. It's like, fuck it, I can do it. Yeah. Um, but so I, now I've had like some changes in the relationship that, with them and stuff. And it's all like, you know, it's, it's different, but we're getting through it. But um, fundamentally, it's like my phone is now locked in the car. And I'm like, where we go? My phone is in the car. When I had last Sunday, I left my phone in here and I went out for dinner all afternoon and, and just had a day and without even thinking about using it. And it's unbelievable. So I went back and I only missed, like I missed one email or something, but it was Sunday. And it's like that guilt used to actually take me over a little bit. And I used yeah. to feel quite compelled. And I'd wake up with anxiety about the fact that someone thinks it's like, do you know what? Actually, my, my well-being and mental health is far more important than me answering that email. So if, if I do that versus that, I know what I need to do actually now. And if you're not well, then you're you're not very good anyway. You know, like that's oh. what I, I kind of have to remind myself is that if I'm not doing very well, then, um, you know, I'm shit at being a dad, I'm shit at work, and I'm shit at everything. So like, I kind of yeah. make an effort to try and look after my well-being. I'm trying to explain this to my mm. daughter the other day. It's like, like, what do you, what about you? Yeah. Like, what about you? You matter as well. You know, like whatever your friends think. Like, yeah. what about you? Where Where are you in this? What are you? Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, nothing is what I'm saying there right now, and I say this all the time. Nothing is worth affecting our mental health. Nothing. No. There's nothing wrong with having a whole load of tasks to do. There's mm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But there is something wrong when you have so many tasks to do that you start feeling overwhelmed. Mm. panicky uh am i going to get this done you know the heart starts palpitating now we've got a problem out now the way i always tackle that problem is by reschedule man cut yeah. down take it easy okay and then what you do is you go in priorities like you said Warren, mm. work you don't work you don't eat you don't get money right so you need to prioritize a little thing a few things you know right okay yeah. work comes first i've got to get food on the table and secondly, what comes next? Family. Okay, family. Okay. Thirdly, what comes? Okay, my, my side things. We just need to, when we start thinking to ourselves, wait a minute, whoa, what's going on? We just need to reschedule. Right. Maybe those 10 tasks you've got planned for today, just cut them down to four. And you know what? You think, whoo, yeah, that's yeah. a whole load of heavy baggage has gone off my yeah. back. I feel chilled. Mm. And it's not as if you're lazy. It's not as if you're not going to do it. It's not as if you've got a passion. But how about just rescheduling it for another day? Mm. Yeah, and then reward yourself and pat yourself on the back when you have achieved something. Like, I, I think that's really important. You know, yeah, break things down, do things in smaller chunks, but make sure you pat yourself on the back that you did four things well rather than ten things badly. I think that's really important. So, uh, go on. Man, I was going to say, it's just that my, because of, I think, the nature of where I got used to always saying yes, yeah. And I've got myself some really, really good jobs from saying yes, though. Even when I, they were saying I couldn't do it, I've never done it before. I'd always go, yeah, of course I can. But then the problem is, is that I'll promise to deliver something, everything on a Tuesday. I'd be like, 
fucking hell, and I still ain't done half of them. And he's done the <laughs> And that is that is bit, and I'm only just, if I'm brutally honest, I'm only just getting better at it. Um, you are getting better. Once a year, I don't do everything all at once. If I can't, if I'm late, if I'm going to struggle, like I was meant to be with Nick today, but I got outside and the traffic's murder, and I'm like, right, if I leave yeah. now, but I had to do something. So it's yeah. like, Ugh! so I just built him up and went. I, I was going to come, I miss you, but I want to. I'm going to do it for for Zoom because then I can make myself a bit of dinner later, you know, like and yeah. And then it's 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 better, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and this hectic world that we live in, all right? Well, I've got I call it a hectic world, but I, I, call, I call it loving chaos. I love I love everything I do. It's yeah. loving chaos. I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, this world that we live in, sometimes when you sit there, and this is really important, we need to make a little list. And that list is what activity do I do that makes me feel chilled out? Yeah, make a list. Oh, watching telly, playing badminton. Playing... No, no, no. And you, when you're thinking like this, the office will try and creep into your head and you'll think, no, I like yeah. doing work as well. No, let that go for a minute. Let's think about us three things we like to do to make us feel, whoa, it could be going to a wine bar with a partner, it could be going out with the boys. It's that yeah. thing that just kind of lets your hair down a little bit. And then yeah. that list we need to use as many times in a week as we can, really, yeah. because we, if you're working hard, doing all the things you guys do and, and yeah, all the stuff I do, we deserve it as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's us say um, engaging with uh, your core beliefs at the therapy talk, um, yeah. but essentially doing it's the like raising your serotonin, though, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. It's, it's making you happy. Do like, the things you like doing you know. as much as you can. Mm. You know, as long as it's not like you know <laughs> drugs and stuff. <laughs> it, could, it could mean even going onto London Bridge and looking over the river. Right? It could yeah. be anything. It could be yeah. going for a walk. Could be standing on the hill. High, high love life. Drive. Hiking is beautiful. That's it. Yeah, right. you like to get out and walk. Get out and outdoors, have a bit of it all that in your lungs. Wicked, love it. And what you said there, Warren, about the phone is brilliant. You know, I mean, I've got so many. I've got Twitter account. I've got YouTube account. Blah, 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 blah. But my children and my partner spend more time on the phone than I do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and mind, I have a time a day. All right, I'm gonna do half an hour there. I'm gonna leave the phone. I'm gonna do half an hour there. And as before you know, it, you get sunk into the world of what's he doing? What's he saying? What's going on there? What's going on there? And I, I, I have a point myself when it's like switch off, done. I'm gonna go and do a workout. I'm gonna go and write my book. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on something. That's it, done. It, it, we, again, it's that time management thing. Because this time we got right, ain't gonna come back again. This is it. Right. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> we we got to make a lot of people make decisions wishy washy. They don't they don't sit there and think. Wait, I mean, if I spend ten hours watching Netflix, it what is that kind of an effect on my life? Could I could I phone Nan up and out of word of her and I find out how she is? Could I could I sat there and take my kids for a little stroll around the park? No, 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 no. People don't stop to make that decision. They go right, right, next one, next one. Next one before yeah. they do the marathon telly and that time's yeah. gone, it's not gonna come back. I don't I don't think it's as um inspirational as it I mean if I'm brutally honest, I I watch Netflix for I watch cooking programs because I'm about to go into a bit of a venture doing cooking. So and like I've been infatuated I've been infatuated with it, but I watch it. And I won't necessarily binge it. I'll get excited and I'll go yeah. and do something. Like I think, I think a lot of people maybe they don't they haven't found what could inspire them to do something. Yeah. Times, you know, because yeah. I think it, like sometimes you'll see something watching. You know, twenty hours worth of Squid Game, which I've never watched. I've seen the advert for it, and I are fancy it, but I still ain't turning it on. <laughs> <laughs> I can do. <laughs> do you know? I, I, I want to watch that as well. I, yeah, I, I do. Think but the only thing to me is it takes me about seven months to finish a series, and I forget what the last it. episode was. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, I watched it in like three days. Um, <laughs> um, but it's because Day my. Night. I've got my brain needs to do lots of things at any one time. So, uh, like I, I'm in my office, come studio, come workshop, and uh, I like work from home like two or three days a week. Yeah. So I'll have it on. I'll have one computer there, my work computer there, and no, I'm like, do. I'll do like work, 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 work for an hour. 10 minutes on the guitar whilst I'm watching the program at the same time. Mm. And I, I, I've not taken it in massively, but there's very little, I, I try and kind of take a film in more. Um, yeah. But 
I don't know. I, I think because we have so much TV, you don't invest in it in the same way. So you don't like get the enjoyment out of it in the same way because you've just yeah. got so many options. Yeah. And, uh, but I've always, when I, when I was little, um, like I've been starting to kind of put together some writing. And, uh, and I was thinking about when I was younger and how, um, like my, my mum was, was OCD basically, uh, with cleaning. And um, I would just be put in front of a TV. And um, I, I can't not have a TV on. I hate it. I don't like silence. I find it really, really uncomfortable. I try yeah, and something like that, yeah. Yeah, and I just can't deal with it. And I think that's because it's just it's kind of ingrained in me. Not to say I can't change it. Of course I can. Um, but, yeah, so I, I kind of like to do 100 things at once. And I'm always thinking about the next thing. But it keeps me... It, gives me a lot of motivation if i sit for too long and um, i kind of go into myself yeah. so like i have to be kind of i i have to really kick myself up the ass to be motivated and to do things just like you nick there's two things that i think when i was going through a tough time that depression made me go through was one uh was jumping into self-improvement constantly mm. find something you can do every day to self-improve your life so you that's the first thing. And the second one was that I used to keep, uh, was action. I need to do it. Don't just think about yeah, it. Yeah. Don't just write it down on a piece of paper. Or what you yeah. do, right, you want to go and, you want to go to the gym, you want to get fit. What are you doing about it? It's on the paper. What's happening with it? You, yeah. You're going to join a gym? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good start. So hmm. obviously I joined a gym and took it from there. Yes, so it's action. Uh, that's the first thing uh, to keep yourself mind occupied and self-worth as well that you're doing something and second is obviously to you know just say to yourself I'm gonna, what am i going to do what next steps am i going to do i've got to take some sort of action and that's exactly the way you work Nick. you know yeah. you, you're constantly doing it and also you find the time to do what what makes you feel good action is the enemy of thought uh yes i heard years and years ago which i really <laughs> like um, i like that yeah if you're doing something then you're not thinking about things that aren't going to make you feel good um, it's weird because like, i think for a long time doing the podcast like uh i was frying myself into it so much and and i was kind of reaching for things rather than just enjoying it for what it is and um, and now i've sat back and started to just enjoy things for getting the good bits out of it that i like and not making it feel like it's got to be this or it's got to be that or i've got to make money um, I've, a load of good things have happened. You know, like, when you actually just kind of bring it down to what you actually, like, why do I want to do it? Well, I want to, like, talk to people and I want, you know, people to feel better. And and if you're just doing it for that, then, like, good things have happened, didn't they? Like, we did... We've had live shows, we've been invited to festivals. Yeah. We, you know, more to the point, we've developed our friendship beyond... Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're doing, we're doing, like, loads of different stuff now. we 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 get the we get the opportunity to hang out and let some steam off between us as well, which is needed, I think. But did you yeah. notice that, like, when, when we stop trying <laughs> with yeah. music, then some then good it's things coming, started yeah. to happen. It's only when we kind of stopped trying so hard that it's and, like and, the universe yeah. Uh, yeah. opens up for you. Mm. And if you go back in time, like I said earlier on. A lot of people make wishy-washy decisions. You guys came up with an idea to do a podcast. Now, can you imagine, right, if you hadn't taken the action, you hadn't yeah. done nothing, and you thought, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it some other day. You left it for years and years and years. But you guys took the effort of thinking, no, we're going to make this happen. We're going to do this. And you did. And now you're doing it with passion. I mean, you wouldn't even like to live in a world where you wasn't doing what you're doing now. And nor would I. I wouldn't like to live in that world. I'm glad I've taken the steps that I have. And I'm glad the plans that I've got. And it's the same thing with you guys. You know, you mm. get to speak to so many people and you, and you hear this and, and some good messages go out to the people out there. It's excellent. Brilliant. My favourite thing. So I started, I joined this podcast um, like a, a season and a bit ago now. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I came on to help produce it and to put it together when Nick's first co-host um, uh, decided he didn't want to do the podcast anymore and he used to make it as well so I helped him out with it and my like my career is making music and it's doing podcasting so that's what I've done like so uh, and I was like yeah I fancied it and then I, I was a guest on the podcast and it the, the ability to sort of offload a lot to my new friend but obviously quite publicly um, it did something it changed my my thought process 
And then since then, every story I've heard has left me with some are quite. I've been re- pretty hard actually to yeah, deal with. But don't, it's not like you're putting um, you're not putting any the, the weight of some of those problems on your shoulders. What you're doing is helping to find common denominators and things that actually like the good responses that I've had from really negative situations. That like I had massive amounts of depression, anxiety as a result of things that happened in my life. But then when you, it's not, it's not a comparing game, but what it, it I'm not, it's not about what, what happened. It's just about how people cope yeah. and the coping mechanisms are what I've always found massively inspirational. Like we, we did, you know, like we, we've spoken to lots of people about suicide and some quite, quite heavy, heavy things to hear and people that have been saved by strangers and these like knights in shine and armor characters. And, and that, that amount of like goodwill in, in a human and trust without prejudgment as well. Because the thing is, we've all done things that people think we are shitbags for, right? And and that, that that opinion can carry on through life. And you, you will change and twist and turn. But when nobody actually asks you, how are you now? And it's like, and that, that bugs me for years because I'm a different person I was 10 years ago. And it, it still has bugged me. It still does. But listening to the fact that actually, if you close the door on those negative thoughts and those negative people, and you're not letting them bother you, and then you're influenced by the positive nature of humans, and and effectively the love of friendships and stuff, yeah. and eliminate eliminate that negative stuff out of you. It does the world of good for you, for you, and for them. What you pass on to people, like it's uh, that's that, and that's what this podcast has done I, for me personally. But then if you compare that to then what our listeners and we've got some really lovely people that send lovely messages and about just our natters, it's yeah. like. We're doing something, can't we? We're actually doing something, you know, and that's better than doing nothing. <laughs> there, there was, uh, in that Jimmy Carr book, uh, he says, um, like, he's, he's estranged from his dad, and obviously dad issues always spark me. Uh, and he was saying that he had to um, learn to accept the apology he was never going to get. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. And that's I thought, super. that's that fucking well put. That yeah, is that superb. Is well. That is anyone out there who has had issues with the parents and the past yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think you take that one on board. You know, hundred percent because you can spend your you can spend all your life waiting. Yeah. Wait, do you really need it? Do you really want it? Yeah. Nah, you're strong enough, and and you know if you have got faith and belief in yourself, you, you can make it happen. It, 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 that's not needed. That's not needed at all. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was thinking about what you were saying, Warren, about, you know, like the past, um, things that have happened in the past and why people may perceive you from the past. Mm. Um, It it doesn't really matter. No, no. It is done. Yeah, Um, exactly. Uh, And I think you prove yourself every day when you're not doing that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's just just very interesting because, again, it is about motivation. It's about... Mm. Because I'm, I've stopped surrounding myself with people actually that that I, I've, I've had negative thoughts about because of whatever. Because I, I it's always like I'm trying to find blame, I guess, mm-hmm. or like for, for like or for, for whatever. I don't know, yeah, ish, or, or like yeah, or reconciliation with it. And it's actually as long as you continue to sort of change your path. It's, yeah. I mean, I spoke to an expert, I spoke to an expert and he's a great guy. He's such a good motivator. And, and he said to me, I asked him a question. I said, right, with all the stuff you've done, man, if you could put it in a few words of how we can all defend our mental health, what would it be? He goes, oh, I can't tell you that. That's the secret. I said, no, 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 tell me. What would be the secret? So I want to tell everyone this. Whenever I see someone, I want to help someone. He said, move away. I mean, what? What do you mean move away? He goes, well, if you're worrying about the past, about what in the past, what's, what's, what's that going to get you? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Move away. Just let it go. Mm. Oh, I don't like that person. He's bad to me. He makes me, oh, I hate him. Why are you wasting time hating that person? Move away. Yeah, yeah. Just keep moving away. Keep moving away. And I thought, do you know what? I never thought about that. Just no. move away. It's hard, though, sometimes. Because obviously, certain yeah. people need to go to the doctors, get therapy, understand that. But if we can start the process of, and we're sitting there on ourselves thinking about something that happened 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Really going to make a difference, right? That has happened or whatever. And, and what am I going to get out of thinking about it? Yeah. Nothing. I'll feel more down about it. I'm going to think, oh, no. Do you know what? It's happened, Jack. There you go now. Think of something else and automatically think of something productive. Like, okay. What am I going to do with my children tomorrow? What am I going to do different on my podcast next time? What kind of book am I going to write? Automatically, that other thought is getting buried down, yeah. down, down, down. 
and eventually you won't even won't even have time. I knew a guy and he was addicted to cocaine really heavily. We're talking about 500 pound a night habit. And I and then he got off it. And I and I saw him after 15 years and he's clean, he's got business, he's driving a Rolls Royce. I said, how'd you do it, man? You was terrible. He goes, Jack, you know what? I it was hard, but the more I thought about it, the more I wanted it. So what I did was I moved away from it and it was hard, but eventually there came a time I wasn't even thinking about it. He moved away from it. Yes, yeah. that's, that's all he did. And that's, that's the thing. Those thoughts that are unproductive and not going to do nothing for us. Why are we wasting our time thinking about that? Mm. What is that going to... I sometimes stop to myself when I'm thinking about something negative because I'm only human. Mm-hmm. I think don't think of it, and I stop and I say, to myself, what is, how is this thought going to benefit me? What am I going to get out of it? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I do that. What's going to do for me? So why am I wasting my time? I do that. I catch myself. And I'm like, why am I thinking that? Yeah. Why am I doing that? Yeah. Like, that's really not helpful. And now, oh, look, now I feel shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I catch myself doing it. And I think sometimes um, it's about, I I think a lot of it's about uh, self-worth. It's like believing that you're worth investing in. Like, if you think, you know, you are worth investing in, and investing in sometimes is doing things like um, cutting certain people out of your life because they make you feel bad, then you've made, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they might think you're out of order, um, Mm. but if you, like, you're straight with it, or, you know, you say, like, look, I'm sorry, no hard feelings. It's like in AA, you know, it's like, I'm sorry. You know, there's no hard feelings, but for me... I need to go and do this and I need to step away. And then, um, and like that's you investing in yourself. And I think when you do these things, when you invest in yourself in all these little ways, um, it lifts your self-worth. Because you're like, and then you think, oh, I could do a bit more. It's like what I said before, Nick, nothing is worth affecting our mental health. Nothing. So again, if you if we've got that person around us that we always meet and causes us stress, yeah. oh, I don't want to be around them. God, they're just oh, they drive you crazy. You don't have to be near them. You don't have to go near them. Move no. away from them. Anyone we put ourselves in that position. And again, mm-hmm. as I said, nothing is worth our own mental health. And anyone makes us feel like that. It's like children at school. If they're around kids that bully them or make them feel comfortable, put them down, just get away from them. My granddad used to say, great thing, and, it, and I'll never forget that. If you hang about your dogs have got fleas, you're going to get them yourself. Yeah. And, and I never forgot that. And I yeah. taught my kids that as well. So if you've got yeah. someone around you who's making you feel awkward, and that my person, the sad part sometimes is that person might be your nearest and dearest. Yeah. That's the yeah, sad yeah, part yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you, you have to, away, then you have to just come out clean and put your cards on the table. Listen, I don't like the way you're treating me. You're my, bro- you're my brother, you're my sister or whatever, but I don't like it. Mm. I'm giving you a chance. Sort it out. I don't need this. Yeah, and you need to change your ways. Would I take it in or not? That's their choice. I try and kind of mentally disassociate. So <laughs> I might be with someone, um, and you know, like a family member. I don't. It does make me like triggers things, and I just try and disassociate my my brain and put it over there a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah. So they're they're not hurting me. You know, whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing is not hurting me because I'm not really there. I'm over there thinking about guitars. You know, I'm thinking about something I like rather than just, like, engaging. And, and, like and that's another one. Nick, let me, another one on that one is no one can hurt you without your permission. Yeah. Yeah. No one. No one can hurt you without your permission. That's good. They need your permission before they hurt you so they can say whatever they want. Be as mm. awkward as they want. If you decide in your head, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. Oh, don't really bother me. Yeah. And that's what I tell my kids, and the same thing applies to bullying. When, when kids call the other kids, it's like, they may have called your name, but they can't hurt you without permission. You can just walk away like I did when, when in 78. I'm used to it. I'm not really going to make a difference now. I'm not going to go home and cry about it. This is, she's called me a name. Yeah, yeah, it's up to you how you feel. Like you can, uh, recently I was in a, a, an on-off relationship that was sort of, it wasn't good for my mental health. And until I realised it, and you realise that the behavioural patterns of somebody else affecting you because of their maybe them not being too stable or whatever. But it's I remember that point of what I wake up and going, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't. And and it and it was hard. But like, I mean, you remember this, Nick, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right? And it's and and then and then you meet somebody else, and it's like, oh wow, like 
yeah, I didn't realise it was so different. I didn't realise that there was there was a, there was something else because I'd constantly gone back to the, the thought process of that person, and that, that that has happened to me with friends as well, and not not just partners. And it's like that behaviour is so hard to get to from fear, I think, as well. And and as you said, it's about realising. It's about realizing that that it's fine. Like that change can can it can just happen. You've got to just deal with it, do it. And one, one thing, there, Warren, you did by doing that was you saved yourself. Right? Yes. I see why you saved yourselves because some people stay in those kind of stay in those kind of relationships for years and yes. years, and, yes. and, and they and they know they and never get wrong away from it because they're in a comfort zone. They're okay, or mm. it'll be all right one day, and yeah, will that, it be that, okay one day. That mentality is, is so hard because it affects you in a, in every way. When you, your expectations of somebody aren't met, and then and then they might do something to sort of glimmer it a bit, and it might and yeah. it, 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 they might be like, oh, oh, do you know what? Actually, actually, it's gonna be of course, of course, because this is how it is. And then then the, it goes back to the same circle again, the same cycle of of, of poor poor behaviour and mistreating and feeling unloved or unwanted from somebody, constant rejection. And it's like that is just because of how someone is, and and they can't give you that. And if they can't give you that, they can't give you that. It's and a it's, weird one because I think sometimes in those kind of situations, especially if someone, the other person, you know, might have mental health problems or going through a tough time, you kind of put yourself in this position of um, like savior or, um, yeah. and I think yeah. that the savior is. Like it, that's a big lie. The savior is actually yeah. the victim. You're not being a savior. You're being a victim, yeah. and you put yeah. yourself into this victim position when you're like, "Oh, but what about me? Really?" Yeah. Um, um, but you're not doing anything about it because you're no. being a victim. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult. But then at some point you turn, and then your life changes just a little bit, and you're like, "Whoa." Fuck, yeah. now I've done that for years. And like, yeah. I've done so, many, so many things in my life. I'm like, I've done that for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I said before, a lot of people, are, um, they know what's wrong, but they're ignorant about it. It's like, well, no, it doesn't exist. It's okay. But realistically, life in all areas of our life, whether it's health, uh, finance, uh, taking care of yourself, your mental health, every area, we just need to sometimes sit back and have a little track. Am I really healthy? Am I eating good? Am I going to the gym? Or maybe not gym, I'm having a walk. Number two, am I, do I think of crap in my head all the time? There's a lot of things that I don't really need to think about. So many different areas. But one of those areas is where you sit yourself and you think to yourself, well, what can I do to better my relationship? Mm. And let's start with that. It's like the old JFK saying, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country and say, applies to your relationships. What can yeah. you do? Mm -hmm. so let's not point the finger at no one else first. Let's point the finger at ourselves. What is yeah. anything we can do first? Because people have this tendency to just blame everyone sometimes. Yeah. It's his fault. It's her fault. It's she. Whoa. Let's see with yourself first. Is there anything oh. you can do better? Yeah. Yeah, I think quite often you are, you're like, uh, oh, that's because my dad did that. And yeah. that's because, um, you know, she doesn't love me. When you're like, um, it's really easy to externalise everything and blame everything else. When actually, you know, you got into a relationship. You, like, I I was in a job that I hated for a long time. I, I got into the job. I walked into it with open eyes and accepted it. What I couldn't accept was that I needed to leave. And it's only when I'm like, hold oh, on, this is in my hands. Yes, responsibility. It's in yeah. my hands. You know, it's my fault that I'm not doing anything about it. It's not their fault for being assholes. It's <laughs> my fault for not doing anything about it. <laughs> it's a difficult thing. But I, I think, like, yeah, accepting responsibility for your own stuff. And if you're responsible for your own stuff, then you can do stuff about everything. <laughs> And like there are things that are difficult that are you know hard you can't that you tend to have to negotiate like with kids and shit you know I can't just tell them what they will do, but um, yeah and that's where negotiation and uh, putting your brain somewhere else helps I think. And, and one thing we all all must remember and I, I love saying this is that it's our birthright to be happy. It's our birthright. Mm -hmm. We were born to be happy. That's yeah. it. And all these things that happen around our life, whether it be relationships or whatever, we need to fix them. If we can't fix them, we need to move away from them. 
and yeah. then we must get out of that zone that we start making ourselves uh, feel down, uh, overthinking, overthinking mm. things that we don't need to. Once we can get out of that zone, we can sit back and we can say to ourselves, you know, what can I? Where, how can I start with myself? I mean, you know, someone can go out there tomorrow. I can, oh, I can sit there tomorrow and think to myself, no, I want to learn Japanese. Or think to myself, no, I'll tell you one of the other guns, parachute gliding. Yeah, we can do this, but the clock ticks and we still sit there in that same same area where we don't want to go outside and try something different. Like you said, Nick, that job. <laughs> he sat there and said, they may be like that, but I can make them up and do something about this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did. Yeah, it's in my hands in the end. And you're like, bah, what about the money? I'm out. <laughs> and then you're like, and then my wife's like, it's making you ill. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're going to be alive in a month's time. You need yeah. to fucking do it. And then, yeah. and then you do it, and you're like, "Oh, I can't believe I put up with that." Mm. Like, I, you know, you think that you're so not worth it, that you're so not good that you will put up with so much shit. And it's like, mm. no, how did I ever get into that point? You know, like, how do we? And it is, it's things you tell yourself. You know, it's the overthinking about things. I try. And like, if I'm worrying about something, I'll be like, when do I really need to worry about it? Mm. I need to worry about it in two weeks' time. So I'll worry about it the day before. Like, I'll prepare, get stuff done, but I'll do the worrying <laughs> when I really need to worry about it. Mm. Uh, and I'll let myself off the rest of the time. And that's another thing. Uh, what I learned from Anthony Robbins was something amazing. It's called vocational vocabulary. Now, vocational vocabulary is that the words that we use every day we become, mm. right? And and I learned and I and I fall straight back to my school when I'm thinking the boys walking around, the girls going effing this and effing that, swearing because they think they're hard. But you sit back and look at their characters, you think, oh, what a mess! Mm. The vocational vocabulary they're using every day, effing this, effing that, and if we carry on using words like depression, down, upset every day, they make us exactly that. So yeah. all we need to sometimes do is just sit back and think to ourselves, do I really need that word? I mean, I mean there's a lot of um, cultures that don't even know the word of what the word mourning means when someone passes away. They don't know what depression means. What depression? We're talking about depression. And therefore, they don't experience that feeling. So mm. sometimes we could be our own worst enemy when using those words that put us down. So we just to choose our words as well. Exhilarating. I'm going to go and smash it today. I mm. feel top of the world. The morning when you wake up, you say to yourself, first five seconds, you must say to yourself, do you know what? Today's going to be an excellent day. And mm. gratitude is the best attitude. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm yeah. a family. I've got everything. I can yeah. do anything. Give it a go. You've mm. been doing a bit of that, though, haven't you? On, like the kind of yeah. morning... In, in the morning, yeah, more. just waking up and having a bit of a slower start to the day. Sitting and, like, trying not to look at my phone the minute I wake up and, like, and, and putting it across the way and, like, and actually just sitting and just breathing, doing a little bit of yeah. little bit of meditation, like, you know, just, just to, yeah, feel, get a feel a bit, you know, and, like, and to get to get excited and be like, right, cool, it's going to be all right, let's crack on. And, I, I mean, I've, I've had a, a constant amount of stuff happen of late, late and it's like, well, it's all right though, you know what I mean. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a good place with friends and family, and like it's. Do you know what I mean? It's you know I'm loved. What else? What else do you need? You know. So and just watching your reaction by what you just said, that small little statement you made there, well, and just watching your yeah. in, in, in it. Did you see the facial expressions? Of, well, it was like you're on top of the world, man. Yeah, it's, it's a right, small it's process. Right. Yeah, it's such right. a simple, small process, but look yeah. at the effect it has. That is even yeah. affecting you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's good. It's important, I think. I, and I, life is all, and I really do, the more and more I go through life now, it's, it's all about those little things. And if you do all those little things quite regularly, um, like you keep on top of things. Like I haven't been, I haven't had hit a low point for months and months, which is pretty insane for me. Um and it really is. It's like I, I just kind of sit back quite often and think, um, I've got all these good things. Yeah. Like I just think I've got all these good things. And I, and like for the first time in my life, I'm like, I'm doing all the things that I've always wanted to do. I might not get to do them all full and time. And it's gonna get better, Nick. And it's gonna yeah. get better, bro. And it's yeah. like I get to do all these things that like I've had dreams come true, and it's like I might not get to do it full time, but I get to do it. Do it. And then you're like that's something to 
be pleased about it. And now I'm like, I've got a bit more wonder at the world. You know, mm. like, just like this open view of wonder that things can happen. Um, and as long as you're out there and you're in the game, then things will happen. And what you said then, it's so important. As long as you're in the game, things are going to happen. That's so important because mm. people who fail, who don't even bother trying, they fail by default. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's done. I love those words. As long as you're in the game, you're going to right. As long as you're walking in the right direction, as long as you're trying to make an effort with relationship, as long as you're trying to make something of your life, living your dream, then you're on the right road. Yeah. And and people come and ask me, they say to me, Jag, okay, so how can we have everything in our life? How can we have the best? And I say to them, first of all, first thing is character. And I tell my children this, character is so important. You ask yourself, what's my character like? Am I a good person? Would I like to be friends with myself? And if you're nice, polite, and it's not hard, your character is very important. And the second thing is what you said earlier, Nick, is, is how, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how we react. Mm. Very important. That is so, like, on our friend, once his boy accidentally drops a spoon on the floor, he's like, what have you done? You dropped a spoon on the floor. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't dropped a nuclear bomb. It's yeah. a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. And people go, my mum, my mum's well known for everything. Oh my god, a crumb goes on the floor. It's like, why oh, are you dropping a biscuit on the floor? Reaction. Mm. It's only a biscuit. So what? It's only a spoon. So what? So so the first thing is character, advise everyone. We want if we, if we can all work on our character every day, we can work on ourselves. And secondly, how we react to weapons to our life. Let's not beat ourselves up over it. It's happened, it's happened. I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but you're strong enough. You can do it. You can do it. You don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, there's a lot about that in there, Jimmy Carr book, actually, about, you know, so what? <laughs> like, that happens. So what? Like, what difference does it really make now? You know, it's done. It's happened. Let's just deal with things as they come up now. Um and it, it, the thing is, it can sound a bit glib, but it is true. You know, these are like basic truths. That and, and it comes with true. experience as well, because yeah. when you're young, when you're young and, you, and your first girlfriend leaves you, your boyfriend leaves you, and you're broken down. How oh, 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 I live no more? It's like it's all over. But as time goes on, as you get older, you get more mature, you can take the, the punches a bit more yeah, easily. Yeah. They numb down a little bit, but that's all because you have to be mentally strong as well. Let's say things like this are going to happen sometimes. Things are not going to go the way I, I want them. That, that's life. Oh, when I my first my first proper relationship, uh, when that uh, when I got dumped, um, I went into a four year depression, like four year. Um, that was like me fucking therapy, medication, self medication, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, and I, I suppose really that kicked off my ten year bender, really. <laughs> <laughs> which was uh and it's weird now because like yeah I, I find it quite comical now it's good that you can laugh about it now because, yeah. because that shows that you're going to the other side nick yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah actually you know it's hard to explain to children that life just keeps rolling along and it just keeps yeah. rolling and rolling and rolling and you might as well just roll with it because it's not going to do anything else. You literally um, named it. It's a Limp Biscuit song and an Oasis song in the same sentence. Though, uh, is that, uh, <laughs> rolling, 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 and you might as well. Uh, I was thinking of a verb song. <laughs> I can't believe I named it Limp Biscuit then. I leave that just hanging there. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Right. And listen, life, guys, life is always going to give us knocks. There's always going to be knocks in life. But the, the magic thing is that we will we decide whether we're going to stay down. Yeah, mm. I want to get back up. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So we're up to right. We're an hour, Jack. Yeah. We're and, an hour. And I wondered if you had a final pearl of wisdom that you might not have been able to say already. Mm. Yeah, this amazing, life, this amazing life we've got. Right, it, it, it's it's our life, and we all need to do something to uh, do. Have that magical difference. Leave something. Make a difference in life. Do something. And it, sometimes it doesn't have to be the most toughest thing, the biggest thing. You don't have to go and climb a mountain. You don't have to come go to the gym, become Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just about caring for someone, listening to someone, basic humanity stuff, and the rest will come along. But we've got to believe in ourselves. 
make our goals and try the best we can to fulfil them with this magic time that we have on this planet. It's been an absolute pleasure, Jag. Lovely yeah, thank you, Jag. you guys have heard your story. It's beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you very so much, much, mate. It was lovely to actually get to talk to you. I'll bump into you around the shops and stop and say hello properly next Definitely, time. Definitely, mate. Right. Thanks, Jag. Thank you, mate. mate. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. This is the mouth. This is Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.